0: I should just tape this one saying and just keep replaying it every podcast because it's just said so often. Well, medical information moves really quickly, especially in regards to COVID-19. So in this session, we're going to cover the updated AAP, that's the American Academy of Pediatrics, guidance on infant and mother separation after birth. This is Beth, labor and delivery nurse in College Station, Texas, and this is Clinical Pearls. As OBGYNs, we have to remember that the term vertical transmission actually implies three different mechanisms as obgyns were most used to and most familiar with of course the antepartum intrauterine vertical transmission route this can happen either through hematogenous spread through the placenta or through ascending spread up the genital tract or up the vagina. But there's also, of course, intrapartum vertical transmission for things like HSV, herpes simplex virus. But vertical transmission, and we often tend to forget this as OBGYNs, also implies to immediate postpartum transmission of infection. This can occur with breastfeeding or with infected contents like fomites or hand or bad pore hygiene. This is why the AAP's guidance does apply to us because immediate postpartum postpartum transmission of infection from mother to child is still considered vertical transmission. In its updated guidance, the AAP now says it no longer recommends separating newborns from mothers infected with COVID-19, which was the original recommendation issued back in April of 2020 when less was known about COVID-19 and newborns. Remember, initially, even ACOG had agreed with and supported the recommendation of mother-child separation in the immediate postpartum period, but, of course, that was met with a lot of backlash, not only from patient advocacy groups, but from other medical professionals. ACOG no longer recommends that separation, but does recommend using appropriate PPE and quote, physical bioengineering safety principles to keep the child safe. At the beginning of the pandemic, the only data available came from China, where the universal approach was to immediately separate all newborns from the infected mother for 14 days. However, with new information that has arisen, both from advocacy groups, both for patients and from physicians and other healthcare providers, they have noted that no published reports have identified an infant who has died during the initial birth hospitalization as a direct result of SARS-CoV-2 to infection. The updated guidance relies on data from the National Registry of Surveillance and Epidemiology of perinatal COVID-19 infection to provide recommendations for mothers and their children. As one of the guideline authors stated, quote, we don't think we need to advocate anymore that moms and babies be physically separated temporarily. What we're seeing now is that the rate at which newborns acquire this infection from their mothers is low. Probably less than 5% around the time of delivery. And we don't really have any signal in the community that babies are getting sick at home and getting readmitted to the hospital at really high rates. End quote. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? The issue of breastfeeding is also addressed. Several publications have found traces of SARS-CoV-2 in breast milk, although it has not yet been determined that breast milk itself is infectious. So it has not been determined if infants can become infected with COVID-19 through consumption of breast milk. As of right now, it is still a recommendation of endorsement for women to breastfeed their babies, even if they do have COVID-19 while breastfeeding. The AAP said that, of course, it may be appropriate to temporarily separate a newborn from their mother if the mother is acutely ill with COVID-19 and not well enough to care for the child. Even though this podcast is primarily aimed at women's healthcare providers, covering the AAP, which is really our sister organization, is quite important because it relates to care that we do. So now, even though it's not mind-blowing that the AAP changed their stance, because ACOG kind of suggested that some time ago, but at least it's now comforting that we don't have two professional societies at odds. But they now agree that separation of the maternal-child dyad immediately postpartum in COVID-19 patients is just not universally required. Thanks for being part of our podcast family and we'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.